0: there's not just one way to live there's not just one way to grow up and you know just because it's not the way that you see it doesn't mean that it's not the right way
1: welcome to she speaks how she does it a podcast about inspiring women to speak up and be heard I'm your host, Aliza Freud, the founder and CEO of She Speaks. Each week, we give an amazing woman the platform to share their knowledge and advice on a topic impacting women, while sharing insights from our community of quarter of a million women. Listen in each week to be inspired to speak up and be heard. Welcome back to the new season of the She Speaks podcast, and we have been working to get some amazing interviews lined up for everyone. We have some great episodes coming up and today we're kicking it off with one of my very favorite topics. Since I was a little girl, I have always had this dream to get into an RV and just travel. So what we did today, we have a very fun episode coming up. We have two different influencers, women that we get to work with. um, And they are full time travelers. And oh my goodness, the stories, the amazing things that these women share in the in my interviews with them that you will hear in a moment. um, I just it just made me want to do it quite frankly, even more. First, you're going to hear from uh, Brittany Proha, she is a travel influencer, and she and her fa- husband and their five children, so a family of seven, are in, They travel around in an RV, and they have done so for years. Um, she talks about what the experience is like. So, even if you're thinking about doing this as a potentially as a vacation, not even for living, she talks about what it's like. What are some of the benefits of doing it, um, and what it's like a day in the life and what that's all about. Next, after that, we hear from Chelsea Hill, who is an artist and an influencer, and she and her husband and their cats uh, travel around in a beautifully uh, tripped out of a van that they created that took quite some time to, uh, to build. But uh, Chelsea shares her experience, why they love traveling, uh, and being on the road and living that lifestyle and what the benefits are. So, we've got an action packed episode ahead. And if you are someone who has even thought about the idea of taking a vacation in an RV, this is the episode you will want to hear. So, with that, we're going to jump right into it. Here we go. Brittany, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, well, I'm so excited to talk to you because um as i mentioned to you in the green room before we started i have always had this sort of secret desire to be living an rv life being able to travel and go different places and not necessarily be t- being tied down to one but I want to get from you what the reality of the RV life is all about. So can you first tell us how you decided to embark on living on the road? Yeah. So
0: actually my parents started full-timing probably probably about 10 years ago now. Um, my dad had like kind of semi-retired and um, we had moved to Spokane. so we're originally from like the Seattle area. and we moved to Spokane and bought some property. And they actually left for the winter. And so um, we went to visit them. and they were in Southern California. and I just like loved that I could be in 75, 80 degree weather in the winter time and not be stuck in Spokane where there was getting snow. So that's like where it kind of sparked. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, you could literally choose where you want to go and where you want to, and, like, basically be on vacation all year long um, and choose where you want to go to. So, that kind of sparked it. My husband was definitely, like, not on board at all. He was like, absolutely not. We are not living in an RV and traveling. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, "Babe, like, it's freezing in the wintertime. You hate living in the snow. Like, we could literally just go, but. Anyways, he was like, no. So I actually ended up trying to get convince him for about five years um to do this. Wow. Yeah. Like, slowly, like I would just mention it and be like, well, if we full-timed. Um, but he was like pretty consistent against it for a while.
1: So you okay, so what changed his mind? I need to under I need to know. Okay,
0: those. so one day we were sitting on our back porch and he was looking out on, onto our pasture where our cows were. And he, we were talking about, like, if we put in a pool and what if we put, put, like, a sports court for the kids and all this stuff. And he's, like, in, like, the town that we were in, we were a little bit north of Spokane. He was, like, we will never make our money back, like, doing this. Just, like, there's no jobs here. We kind of moved out into the middle of nowhere. And so he was, like, what if we just sold it all and traveled like you always have tried? And I was, like, done. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And our house was listed within the week. It was literally, I was, like yep, let's do this. I'm ready to go. And so, um, he gave me the green light and we ended up hiring a real estate agent and it was listed the next week.
1: Okay. So that was, you said five years ago? Uh,
0: yes. Yep. About, yeah. A little over five years ago.
1: So you have been, so you quickly sold the house, I'm assuming, or relatively quickly sold your house.
0: It took about four months, but yes,
1: that, yeah, that's good. And then you bought, so you sold the house first and then you bought the RV.
0: Actually, no. (laughs) So we ended up um, having a pod delivered at our our house, which is basically like a storage unit container. People don't know what that is. And over the month that before we left, we just slowly loaded everything in or sold everything. And actually, we ended up having a 12-passenger van, and we fit all of our five kids and everything that we own. And we actually just left and hadn't bought an RV yet. We airbeat and bead for the first three months um, because we weren't sure what we wanted, and um, yeah. So I don't recommend that that because we re- we really were like technically homeless for three months. Um, but it was an awesome experience. We came back to like this side of the the state and met this amazing family that took us in um, to their three bedroom guest house. And then we spent a month and a half in Coronado in San Diego, off Coronado Island. Um, and while we were there, we ended up purchasing our first RV and um, and moving into that. But yeah, we drove away from our house with the, all of our belongings that we thought that we would need in our five kids and, and just left it all. It was very freeing, but also a little terrifying.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So let's talk about how did the kids transition with that? Were they still relatively young? So they didn't, it wasn't that hard of a transition, but what was the transition like for the kids?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when we got, when we lived in our, our big house, they, it was kind of funny because they had like the whole top level, like the whole top level was either the, it was their kids' rooms, the playroom and the bathroom, their own bathroom. And, um, and then we had our main level and then we had our basement that had another living room, my office and a guest room. And honestly, like they were either in the playroom altogether or they were at my feet in my office altogether. So even though we had all of that space, they didn't really utilize it, you know, the way that we thought that they would. Mm -hmm. And so when we moved into we kind of transitioned. So we went to a three bedroom guest house um, in the Airbnb. And then we went into a two bedroom house in Coronado. And then we moved into the travel trailer. So it was kind of like this, like, slowly, slow, you know, move into a smaller space. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that I love about my kids is that they're so adaptable. They They're just so chill. They just go with the flow. They always have been. They're just like, whatever mom, like what, where are we going next? And they're, they don't complain about it and they love the experiences that they've gotten. And they know that that's not typical for a lot of kids because they have friends that mm-hmm. go to school and their friends are so jealous because their friends never get to leave. Um, mm-hmm. and so they understand that, but I think that, you know, kind of slowly transitioning down was really good for them.
1: Yeah. Well, and and also it must be the fact that it must help the fact that there are five of them so they don't feel lonely, right? Oh, As yeah. kids you know, needing that socialization, yep. there are five of them. And in reality, a lot of kids, that's kind of who they hang out with. They hang out with a few mm-hmm. other kids. It's not like they're hanging out with a gazillion kids at any given time. Yes. So they have each other, which, yep. which must help significantly.
0: Yeah, and my 15-year-old, like, she's always been um, just, like, kind of, like, a nurturer. Like, that's just, like, who she is. She's always loved being around the kids, and she still does to this day. Like, her best friend, one of her best friends, is our 11-year-old. They have a a, a great relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and And so I can leave them all together, and they love being together. And they, you know, they're always, like, coming up with, like, fun things to do. So, yeah, they don't they never have felt like they don't lonely but honestly there's a huge rv a family rv community um you know a couple years ago when we had our our new year's eve party there was 165 people there my families
1: so wow and yeah, it just it tell how does that work? Do you all have like are there like known places that if you have an R V, you kind of go there and that's where you meet up with other families? Yes,
0: exactly. So there's a, a membership called Thousand Trails that a lot of families will go to just because you pay like um it's like eight thousand to ten thousand dollars for a lifetime membership and you can go anywhere and stay for free. Well wow. you pay that membership, but then you stay for free, um, and so and that covers your water, sewer, garbage, electricity, everything. So a lot of a lot of people will do that if they're traveling full time, just because it's like super inexpensive to do that traveling lifestyle. You're not paying the a thousand to two thousand dollars for rent at an RV park that would normally charge. So a lot of us met within the Thousand Trails community, um, but also just like through Instagram. There's a huge um, group on Facebook that's called full-time families um, that people will join and then you can like connect with them and like meet up and do that. But yeah, there's like, there's so many families doing this now with it, with a lot of kids too. Like the average family that has kids, it's like four kids, four to five kids. So it's pretty, it's it's funny because there's a lot of us, but it's still such a small amount compared to like the the vast majority of people who, <laughs> live in the U.S.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I I need details. I need to. Uh, so on in on, in average year because you've now been doing this for a few years. And an average year, how many miles do you travel?
0: Mm, okay. So we just. So typically we go back and forth across the country. So I think oh, okay. that's like two thousand, two 000 to three thousand miles. Um, but, but a lot of the time we will go to Florida or California for the winter because that's where the best, um, weather is for winter. And so we'll choose between one of those. Um, and then we'll go North. So we'll either go like across the country. So we were in Florida, we came up to Washington next year, we'll be in Florida and we're going to do Maine for the summertime. And then you just kind of hit the places along the way. So, you know, we've been to, I think it's like 32 States now. And so we try to go to places that we haven't been just so that we can, like, kind of check it off the list. Um, but a lot of that will be checked off next year because we're going to hit all of the East Coast as we go up to
1: Maine. So thousands of miles in any given year. Yes. Oh, yes. Thousands of miles. Thousands. And I love that idea that you kind of just say, all right, it's winter. We're going to go either to Florida or we're going to go to California. We're going to go someplace warm. Now, do yeah. you mostly you mostly within the U.S., right? Do you go to Canada? Do you go outside of the U.S.?
0: So um, the follow not this next year, but the following year, we have a connection to go to Mexico for the winter. Mm. Um, there's a nice RV park that's like literally right on the Gulf of Mexico backed up. And so we... We spoke to like three or four of our friends and it looks like all of us are going to be going together. So we'll caravan down to the Gulf of Mexico and spend the winter there. Um, We haven't really done that just because COVID kind of happened in the middle of our travels. And so that kind of like changed a lot of stuff for us. Um, And so at some point we'd like to go to Canada. Um, I'd like to go through Canada, Canada to go up to Alaska, but it's a really, really long trip. And so we'll see if that actually ends up happening um, in a couple of years when Mackenzie's 17, we're going to do Europe though. We're going to, uh, we're going to take three or four months and just head to Europe and um, travel across Europe.
1: That's awesome. So, so let's talk about what a typical day looks like. Cause the kid, okay. we talked about this, the kids are doing homeschooling. Yep. Um, so basically as long as they're kind of getting their work done, you, you know, it's kind of the rest of the day, the rest of the week, whatever is, is up for grabs. What, right. so what does a typical day look like for you?
0: So it just depends. So if we are traveling a lot, um, the kids basically will just do their book work. So they have book work and then they have computer work. So let's say that we have a lot of travel days backed up um, during the week. And that's typically what we try to do. If we're traveling a lot, we'll kind of like butt them up against each other. Um, we wake up. Get the, the, the slides in, move everything in, the kids grab their book, work, they do it in the car. Um, if we're set up for a couple of weeks, then it's basically just like anyone's house. You know, they wake up, they make breakfast. Um, we have a few computers, so they grab a computer, they find somewhere in the house that they want to sit. They log on, they do their schoolwork. And then they're typically done by lunchtime just because with homeschooling, you just don't, you're not in school for eight hours. You don't, it's not necessary. They just kind of go through it. And then, um, and then we just explore the area depending on where we're at. So we'll go to museums, we'll go on hikes, um, you know, we'll go to, you know, whatever that area is known for. We love food. Our kids love food. So if that area is known for a particular type of food, we'll go try to, we'll go try out the food. Um, but we really just like to experience the different cultures. That was one of the things that I wanted our kids to experience too, was just like all these different types of cultures, um, around the U S and different types of people and different types of terrain. Um, so we wanted them to be able to experience all of the different things instead of just being like, so like, I feel like a lot of people just get so stuck in their hometown. Or they're like, well, this is just my life. And I'm just, this is this is just the way that it is. And and I just feel like there's so much out there to experience of this nation and, and the world, honestly. Um, and if you wait until you're older to do it, then you probably never will.
1: Oh, I love that. So what surprised you the most about the living, you know, living and traveling with your family in an RV now that you've had a few years of it?
0: um, What surprised me the most? Hmm. I feel like there's been lots of surprises. Um, I think one of the things that surprised me the most was I thought that all of our stress would go away traveling in an RV. Um, And that's just really hasn't been necessarily the case. I feel like there's just different types of stress that you take on and it's all about how you, you know, kind of handle it. Um, But like, I don't feel like we have the amount of stress that most people have in an RV or if they work a nine to five, it's just different. But I just thought that it was just going to be vacation mode basically all the time, which it is a lot, you know, like we, it's all about perspective. Yes. We have that experience more than other people's that, you know, are, are doing their day to day, but we still experience, you know, like this broke on the RV. So now we have to figure it out.
1: And what is the, what is the best and worst thing about sharing a, the sharing the RV with six other people?
0: Yeah, I think the best thing for us, for our family, is that, like, we never go to bed mad. Like, if my husband and I have an argument, like, there's nowhere for us to go. We have to figure it out. Um, you know, and there's just, like, there's this type of closeness that you get with your family that you don't experience when you're in a huge home. Because, like, in a large home, most of the times kids, they go to their own rooms or the husband goes to his man cave, the, the, the wife is... I don't know, doing whatever. And, and, and with this, you know, it's like, okay, what do you guys want to do today? It's, it's a lot less, um, about self and more about like our whole type, our whole family. So, you know, we'll do like a lot of movie nights or game nights or, you know, it's just this closeness that we've had. And then the worst part, I think for, for me personally is I love, that we can go anywhere that we want to, but also it's very hard for me because it's like we can go anywhere that we want to. So it's really hard to like narrow down different places that we want to go because it's like we could literally go wherever we want.
1: And and then because you're always together, is like, how do you personally find time for yourself? Or is that just not, what's on the menu right now.
0: No, it totally is. Um, I'm like a firm believer in like having time to breathe and, you know, have your own space and all that. And so with our RV, we have three separate spaces. And it's funny because our bedroom has kind of become like the space if you need some time. So I will go up there, I turn on like my Breathe app, and I will breathe and just maybe I'll watch a movie. Um, if some of the kids, like my, like the, my 15 and 11-year-old, the girls, sometimes they just want to be away from the little kids. And so they'll go into my bedroom and watch a movie or color or do something. Um, and so we definitely do have that space. I know a lot of people don't think that like you can do that, but you definitely figure that out even when you're you know, living in 500 square feet.
1: (laughs) Wow. I mean, well, look, I mean, for for people like I, I lived in Manhattan for many years, 500 square feet is not, is, is like a decent size apartment for a lot of people, right? People live in smaller space than that in Manhattan. So, um, so what have been some of the, your favorite places to go? Um, We
0: love Utah. We love moab zion the national parks there they're just so beautiful and peaceful we love to go hiking as a family and so we really love southern utah um tennessee is another one of our favorite places we love eastern tennessee and then the beaches in florida like Destin, 30a um you know naples clearwater those are our favorite place our favorite beach places far yeah amazing places
1: um And in terms of, like, if you were giving somebody else advice who might be interested in living this type of lifestyle, uh, traveling full-time, what should people think about? What should they consider? Is it great for almost anybody? Is it you have to be a certain type of person? Like, what do you think um, and what have you learned from meeting other families that are doing this?
0: I think that a lot of people that do this, um, they're doing it because they want to get out of the rat race. And that's one thing that we've noticed a lot of the time is that people just needed a shift and they needed a change. People, you just have to go in with an open mind. Um, You know, the first couple of years we had a smaller RV and it was fine. Like the kids still talk about how much they loved it. But for the rest of us, like we needed something bigger. So be open to the fact that maybe like that first one that you go into isn't the one and you may need to go into a different one, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then just like really wrap your head around like minimalization. Like you do not need a lot of stuff.
1: So in terms of job, cause I am interested in this. So does your husband work remotely? Like how does that all work? Are you able to work remotely?
0: Yeah. So when we first started, I had an online business and that um, basically paid most of our bills up until the last like 18 months Um, and then we've been in this like kind of transition phase where we do a lot of like marketing online for brands, um, like a, like basically influencer marketing. And, um, now actually Brent is getting a job. Um, and we're not really sure what that is, but it's more just for like the fact that like he wants his own purpose. Um, this has kind of been like, I, it was my business. He retired from his corporate job of 10 years. Um, and he just kind of feels like he needs something for himself, Mm -hmm. um, for purpose. And so, um, all you need is internet and we have great internet. Um, we can, you know, do this kind of thing. We can stream Netflix and Amazon prime and all of the different things on multiple devices. So we have great internet to be able to do that. And a lot of people, they are doing this full-time life, um, because, of Covid, a lot of companies went remote, and now they can go remote and mm-hmm. and travel and really just need internet. So it's definitely definitely possible for sure.
1: Oh for, oh, yeah, you I mean you you all were ahead of the curve uh, yeah. for, in terms of being able to do that. what so summer's here, the summer season is here. What is your best piece of advice for being road trip ready?
0: Oh, man. I'm like the worst at this. Um, <laughs> so you definitely want to make sure that you are getting your RV reservations in as quickly as you can, because there are not enough RV parks in the U S for the amount of people that are RV. And um, we, we do a couple of different things. I, I will typically go on Amazon or the Dollar Tree or something, and I get each kid a bag full of stuff and they can't see it until we are on our travel day. So I basically put in like little toys or little things that they can do throughout the the travel day. And then on the travel day, they get the bag and they get to open it up once we start moving. And so that's kind of something that they look forward to. Um, It's just because, you know, it's something different. And then um, for food, we, thankfully we tow our home behind us and you would have your kitchen. And so we will just stop on the side of the road, sometimes and just come in the back and make ourselves sandwiches or make ourselves lunch. And you can do that. And then we'll just have like little snacks in the car. If we want to keep going, especially if we have a long travel day, we typically don't like to travel for longer than six hours.
1: um,
0: Just because it's just not necessary for us. We don't, we're not like trying to get somewhere for a week. Um, You know, we can take our time. um, But typically we don't like to travel for longer than that.
1: And what do you think is the, Biggest, best thing you've gained from, from living this type of life on the road?
0: A perspective. You know, um, if you were to go through a lot of our comments that on, on videos that we've had that have gone viral on TikTok, it's a lot of people who are so close-minded. Like they literally think that there is only one way to do this. And that is to stay in a stick and bricks home To send your kids to school, you know, have them have all of the same friends, you know, go to college and then go on with your life. And there's not just one way to live. There's not just one way to grow up. And, you know, just because it's not the way that you see it doesn't mean that it's not the right way.
1: Oh, yeah. I I see. I see the appeal. <laughs> I, I see the um, well, Brittany, where can people follow you if they want to follow your adventures?
0: Yeah. So we are on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us. It's our life we build. Um, and then also I post a ton on my personal page on uh, Facebook. We have a ton of followers over there. You can just find my name and follow us on there, but we typically, we do a lot of reels, um, just like sneak peeks and glimpses of our life. Um, we do tons of stories through um, Instagram and Facebook, and then we do longer videos on YouTube. So just depending on, you know, what you particular like, some people like shorter, some people like longer, but basically we're just trying to share this. And and honestly, we're just trying to get people to like, understand that there's, like I said, another way to live and it's okay. And there's a happy, healthy families that are doing it and a lot of them, <laughs> We're not miserable and our kids aren't miserable. And um, and it's been an amazing experience for us.
1: Thank you for what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure.
1: This episode is brought to you by Mobile One Motor Oil at Walmart. So summer is finally here and maybe you're planning your summer travel and road trips. Here she speaks. We know from a recent community survey that 55% of women are planning to take a road trip at some point this summer. If you're opting for a road trip, we've got you have covered with three quick tips. One, organize your car for happy passengers, use shower caddies or over the seat organizers to make sure everyone has their own go to toys, snacks, books, chargers, and drinks. Two, Keep it clean. Have a backseat trash bin, wipes, and sanitizers within easy reach to keep the mess in check and keep everyone feeling comfortable and happy. And three, head on over to the link in our episode note to sign up to receive a Mobile One road trip kit. Mobile One and its partners have teamed up to bring you a road trip kit filled with the essentials you'll need on the road. Be sure to shop for Mobile One Motor Oil and all your road trip essentials at Walmart. And here's my interview with Chelsea Hill. Chelsea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So... I am fascinated, as I have said before on this podcast, by people who are able to live on the road. And it just, if you have wanderlust, it is one of those things that you kind of maybe always have in the back of your mind. It's like, ooh, what an amazing thing that would be to be able to do that. So can you tell us how you decided to kind of embark on life on living on the road?
2: Yeah, yeah. so my husband has a job where he's able to like pre-pandemic was able to start traveling more. So we started, our first build was actually an Airstream that, mm-hmm. um, we didn't do anything off grid at nothing solar. So it was just so we could drive convention to convention, park up in RV parks and travel a little bit differently. And then as things changed and life changed for everybody. We were like, actually, we don't want to live to work. We want to like experience life differently. And we were totally setting up our life, totally revolved around my husband's career. And so we um, got this van and it, it was just kind of a van that was available to us. It was uh, my brother's or my husband's brother. His van, who was going, he was going to send it to the dump because it didn't run, and we're like, no, 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 let us fix it. And so we fixed it up, and we're like, this is it. We're going. Let's travel this way instead. And we have the, we have our cats, and one of our cats is. I mean, all three of them are a lot older, older. But with one of them, she is getting there, and so we were like, we want to spend as much time with her. We want to spend. We want to show her the world. She's just been a simple like life Mm -hmm. in apartments so that was kind of how it started was we kind of wanted to experience life on the road but it was definitely based around work and a different scenario and we're like nope we're gonna go experience nature and the world differently
1: yeah where were you living before that were you were you in any particular part of the country we're in boise idaho Mm, okay
2: Oh, and we just lived in like a skyrise apartment. It was a brand new apartment right downtown. And we were just like, oh, we are working so much just to pay our rents. And that's all we get to do is experience this cool apartment, which we loved our apartment, but it wasn't, it's not very fulfilling beyond that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I love the comment you made about living to work. That yeah. is, that is not the way you just kind of, Take a look at things and said that's not what we want. We don't want to live our lives to just work, and I I, I completely understand that sentiment. And I, I bet you a lot of other people can relate to that as well. Yeah. So you mentioned that you got this van from your brother in law, right? Your husband's brother. So yeah, how, how have you? How long did it take to customize it? Because I know a lot of us see these videos on. Uh, on TikTok or wherever, where yeah. people are showing, like, it looks so fast and it looks so, like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because they're doing it in a fast forward. Yeah. yeah. How long did it actually take you to customize your van?
2: So this was our second build. So we kind of learned from our mistakes in the first build. So, um, doing the interior was about six months for us. Um, oh. That doesn't count to like, it did sit maybe four months in mechanics, mm-hmm. uh, where people, mechanics are kind of hard to work with, we learned, that mm-hmm. where they'll be like, oh yeah, we can get you in this week, and then it's two months later, and they're like, oh yeah, we haven't looked at your vehicle yet, so my husband started learning the mechanical stuff on his own, but um, yeah, we just kind of put our all into it, we decided we were gonna do it, and all of our free time we spent doing this build for about six months.
1: Wow. So yeah. uh, in an average year, maybe you yeah. can look at it that way. Um, how far would you say you go?
2: Gosh, it's, it, this is still pretty new for us. So uh, this year we went down all the way down to Southern California, um, Arizona, the border of there, and then came back. Um, we did like a little winter loop and then, um, this summer we were planning on going through the Pacific Northwest through, um, Canada, uh, Mm -hmm. Western Canada and stuff. Mm -hmm. But with my elbow, that is kind of changing plans a little bit. We might stay in Idaho a little bit longer so I can, I can continue, continue seeing the same doctors, Mm -hmm. but, um, Mm -hmm. I can't remember we did maybe 14,000 miles Wow. Or like in the last eight months of this. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and how long do you see yourselves doing this type of, of living? Like doing being in the van and, and traveling around? I don't
2: know. I Right now I see it being long-term, but we don't know where we want to plant our roots. So I think that once we find a place that we're like, yep, this is it. This is where we're going to settle down. I think it'll change but until then we're just seeing and experience experiencing as much as we can while we can so Mm -hmm. right now it's definitely long term we're making um some changes to the van to make it easier for us to live in long term so for right now we definitely a few more years
1: (laughs) so uh Tell, can you share what is the thing that most surprised you positively about van living and what is the thing that most surprised you negatively about van living?
2: I think what surprised me the most is how you can live so full with so little, Mm -hmm. like you everything we own is inside this van and we changed a lot for that but we just customized the van to where we could have a fulfilling life with less um, items Mm -hmm. and so we're doing it and so I think that that's the most surprising thing is that we did have like a lot of stuff um a lot of hobbies a lot of toys I like we built this van with our own like tools and everything so we had like lots of hobbies that we just were like, let's prioritize some different things. And we were able to do that. And then I think what surprised me negatively a little bit would be how much freedom that you have. Sometimes that's the most beautiful thing. But then like after you've been driving eight hours where you're only supposed to drive for three hours, something goes wrong. You want a place to sleep. You can't find a place to sleep. Sometimes that's just like, That freedom where you're just like, oh, it'd be so nice to just like know I had a place to go park Mm -hmm. tonight instead of Mm -hmm. having to find a place on the side of a road or Mm -hmm. a parking lot or somewhere that's not necessarily like as safe as we uh, um, typically try to find for sleeping. So I think that that would be the most negative Mm -hmm. thing that I would think would be that surprised me.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, well that makes sense. And you know, how, I I'm curious too like how do you decide where you're going to go? Is it just like, oh, like we've heard of other people going to this place and we and who who also travel in RVs or vans and 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 it seems interesting to go. Like how how do you make those decisions?
2: Our um we like to rock climb. So mm-hmm. our biggest we pick places um based off of weather and rock climbing spots. And mm-hmm. so Um, Like for the winter, we spent a lot of our time down in Joshua Tree National Park, but there's a lot of climbing there. There's camping inside the park, but then there's free camping outside of the park. Um, And so we kind of hung out there until it got too hot and we decided, well, let's go find a different climbing spot or Um. a lake. We kind of, while we travel, we travel a little bit different because like we are in Boise right now for work and then we can travel and work a little bit less on the road because we'll work more um, when we drive through Idaho. And so mm-hmm. we're able to kind of go a little bit more freely while we're on the road. And so kind of, we just wake up and are like, are we tired of this place yet? Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll stay here and we will either go or we'll decide like we'll start looking at the weather if storms are coming or something like that we're like okay let's kind of dodge this storm and we'll mm-hmm. move around that way but we uh, we like to sit around in one spot a little bit more than we thought we would like we kind of fall in love with an area and that's what we've learned in the last few months is that even though we're traveling and we're on the road we kind of just find these spots that we fall in love with and just stay until we're have enough of it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Well, so, so can you talk a little bit about what it is a typical day? Like, what does a typical day look like for you and your husband? You said your husband works um, yeah. what, and, and you run the social media account, right? You guys, you have yes. followers who are kind of playing along and watching along in your journey. Mm-hmm. Talk about what a typical <laughs> day looks like for you.
2: Um. So uh, right now, so we're, where my husband is working so we have found a really cool spot we're sleeping at a horse ranch that we have um it's one of my husband's clients so we wake up we wake up we feed the cats they don't let us sleep in their first thing is that so we wake up feed them and um, my husband will go over his drawings for the day make sure he's ready for work and we have breakfast we just set up and then since we do have to move for him to go to work, we'll pack up the house. And for us right now, um, we'll put our plants in the sink and kind of like where you have some books that just kind of sit on the shelf. So we will put those on the floor so they don't fall down. So we kind of pack up the van and then we head to my husband's work, which is about 15 minutes away. And then um, so we have a little bit of a commute right now. And. Then we get the van set back up where we set the plants up, like make it look all homey, make sure the cats have their water. And then, um, today, if I have, um, things that I need to film or meetings or video calls that I do, I'll set those up typically while he's at work. And then, um, so we both can get some work things done at the same time. And then, um, today, we're going to pack up. We have a couple errands. We need um, some carrots and just stock up on some food. So we're going to hit the grocery store. And then we'll head back up to the horse ranch and we will going to set up. We're going to be there for about a week without having to move this time. Mm-hmm. So we'll get set up long term there where we'll get everything like on the counters, everything really homey set up. So Right now, a little bit, our days are a little bit full of kind of packing up and packing down because we're mm-hmm. driving around a lot. But mm-hmm. um, we try not to drive around as much when work isn't as involved. Um, right. So we will just find a place that's like we can hike into the climbing spots and we'll just leave the cats like parked instead of driving them around all the time.
1: What would you say um, to somebody who's thinking that? Um, about doing this? Like what advice would you give somebody who's thinking about traveling full time and things that people should consider?
2: I think the best thing would be try it out. There's so many services now that you can rent vans or um, campers, any kind of things. Um, When we first started thinking about tiny living and it eventually evolved into van life. But we thought we were going to do a tiny house on a trailer. So we Mm -hmm. stayed in a whole bunch of Airbnbs that were, okay, how did this person set up their bathroom? Could I live in a bathroom that's this small or do things like that? And so Mm -hmm. I think the best thing was we took this van on so many trial runs before we were like, let's paint it. Let's finalize it. Let's go because we just wanted to make sure that you're living so small. And so you want to make sure you have it all set up for the way that you want it. And I think that that's the biggest thing is just trying it out first
1: and Mm -hmm. trying it out
2: a few times just to make sure that it is something like that is a full-time desire instead of like um, doing it part-time as well.
1: right. I love that. So you've been to a lot of places. You said you you mentioned earlier what about fourteen thousand miles so far yeah. this year? Yeah. Uh of all the places you've gone, what would you say is like your favorite and and in in place that you you visited? I you know you mentioned Joshua Tree. You're rock climbers, so I can imagine as as someone who um who loves uh, to admire really good rock climbers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can relate to why that Joshua tree is special to you. Where would you say is your favorite spot you've been to?
2: Right now it's that, because I think that was the first spot on our list and we stayed there the longest. Um, That's been one of the most special spots Mm -hmm. for us. Um, Mm -hmm. We got to stay inside of the park for two weeks and, you just really get experience uh, our wild. Like we had coyotes running through the campground and people who are also into living minimally in their version of a van. It's either their minivan or Subaru or their -hmm. sprinter van. You meet people who are also trying to do this in their own way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what made Joshua tree our most favorite place. And we just stayed there and, also, because of the rock climbing, it was a place that really challenged us mentally and physically, and so mm-hmm. we loved it. The weather was, especially compared to the north, was way better, and so we do. I think our favorite place right now is is just the desert. Anywhere mm-hmm. we with the desert, um, mm-hmm. we do love the mountains. That's where we're both from, Idaho, and so mm-hmm. the big forest mountains are something we. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. do love and appreciate it but I think because the desert is so new to us is that's why it just has a really special place in our heart and with our winter plans we're thinking about doing like a very similar like loop down and spending a lot of time in the desert again just because we loved it so much
1: I love that well well and and that's a wonderful thing to be able to do especially you know for a couple of weeks to be able to camp someplace go on Daily climbs. I don't know if you did, spent overnight on the on while uh, on the rocks while you're climbing. I know some we're people not do quite that.
2: There yet? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. I yeah. didn't know if you were also doing that. But yeah. but that is, I mean, what a gift to be able to yeah. do this and to have this experience. Well, Chelsea, if some if people want to follow your adventures because you do post a lot about what you're doing, and I mean, looks. Like such an amazing lifestyle. What is the best way for people to follow what you're doing?
2: Oh, uh, we post the most on Instagram. Um, our ta- or our name is Wild in the Hills. Um, my husband and my, our last name is Hill, and things get a little bit wild with us and the cats. So <laughs> we don't always have a plan. So I think that that name is quite fitting for us. And yeah, that's where we post the most um, currently.
1: Yeah. Of it. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to She Speaks How She Does It. We hope that this episode inspired you in your own experience and path towards success. Be sure to like and subscribe to follow our series of conversations. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. So join the conversation at She Speaks Up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can also join She Speaks at shespeaks.com. Thanks for listening. We look forward to our next conversation. Thank you for listening. If you're an influencer or a brand that wants to work with us, please feel free to email us at info at shespeaks.com. Until next time.